Hi everybody, Thursday night live for us. It's probably Thursday nights, those on the East Coast a little bit later, but just getting out of work for a lot of us. Some of us are just looking forward to calling it a day. Um, it's been so nice to read a lot of your comments. Thanks for taking the time to let us know if it's blessing you, if you're passing it on to friends. Um, it's kind of a new way of doing church for us that we're mm -hmm. just looking at a phone and hoping that we're really engaging. Yes. And we try not to look at how many people have viewed it because then you start to feel like, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny place. So we're just, um, just want to say thanks for um, sending out some words of encouragement to us. Um, and it's neat being walking up the street and somebody saying, I, then I don't even know, hey, I've been watching your um, church services and I get a kick out. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, this is going to be the last of a long series that we've been doing. This is kind of like the sixth part, you know, Rocky one, Rocky two. Well, it's kind of like that yeah. only um, hopefully it's kind of a spiritual strengthening. I hear the music. Dun, 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 um, the eye of the tiger is a, sorry. Uh, we just got to add a little humor here. It's getting way too serious. Anyway, I think you're going to enjoy. My husband's going to do a quick, quick synopsis, and then we're going to end with uh, just really looking at the farmer's market and challenging how we see ourselves being a part of what God has planted and the seeds in our own life and what kind of fruit are we bearing and do mm -hmm. we trust God that we're a part of a big plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I read something the other day, it really ministered to me because sometimes the younger generation will say, why did God create people that could choose to deny him and that he would send them to like eternal punishment and i every time they would ask me that question i'm thinking god is love he created people to be in fellowship with him it would be pretty hellish of someone to want to not want to be a part of that and i read something that john eldridge wrote he's like we got to stop thinking that jesus is orchestrating the story but he's the main character woving in and out of your story because you're you're the he's the heroine and he's rescuing you and he's a part of your story and when I read it that way it was just so like yeah that's the father's heart he's not this distant uh, sovereign being that rewards and punishes and watches things happen and has no control but he's ultimately and intimately involved in your story and he's counting on you and he's rooting for you and so I just want you to know that um, you are the main character in your story and you are being watched. And the things you do matter. Even small things done with great love don't go unnoticed and matter. So we just want to encourage you with that as we get into our message. So mm -hmm. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for those of us that are online and we just pray you'd make us the time that we could sit and not stress and put things together uh, for us as we're choosing to spend some time and hear from you and your word so lord bless this time we have together in jesus name amen amen okay okay so um this is going to be a, a quick synopsis of all the other uh, previous uh studies that we've done um planting god's garden is part six and um the subtitle is intentional diversity and the reason i put that in there i just felt like you know it was just in the heart of god for us to understand that he purposely created a diverse humanity yes he purposely had a desire for us to reflect the image of god in so many different people so many different ways different ages different places you name it it's representation 
of mm. the image of God. We're all created in His image. And so God had created, He had designed humanity to be like a integrated gar garden, not like a segregated farm. You know, farm has um, rows and rows of maybe corn or tomatoes or strawberries or whatever it is, but they grow basically one crop at a time. And, um, and if they do grow more, they'll have them separated. Whereas um, God's heart is to have a garden and that it would have variety, that it would be beautiful at the same time, you know, aromatic. You'd have flowers, you'd have different kinds of things growing. Um, and so that's what God does. He, he intentionally plants people with diverse backgrounds together to help us see a fuller picture of humanity created mm -hmm. in the image of God. So he purposely moves us and has us in different places in this earth so that we could truly reflect who he is. And it gives us an opportunities to get to know a little bit more about him as we get to learn a little bit about us and the people that are close to us. My wife and I are completely different and God has used her. I can attest my, to that. In my life to show me more things about God because of how diverse we are just in our own home. Mm -hmm. And so I, I believe that those are the things that God has always had in mind and in his heart. Um, and so, so we talked a little bit about preparing the soil, removing the rocks and the weeds and all those things just to get the soil ready. And then, um, and then you start planting and you, you know, the designer would plant and put things in, in, in certain places for different reasons. And that's what God has done for us. And then as the vine starts to grow, the plant starts to grow, there's a time where you need to, uh, you know, you, you're always watching it. You, you clip it back when, when, uh, it has disease, uh, if it's being affected, you lift it up if it's uh, on the ground so that way it can grow up, especially a vine. And then you cut it back. You prune it. Well, I talk, we talked about that, mm -hmm. how God just prunes uh, us back. And, and that's so we can bear more fruit. And so it's not because we did something wrong. It's actually it's because we did something right. And so um, and then from there, we spoke about grafting, how God has grafted us into this, this uh, root stock that was uh, of the Jewish faith. And from there, Jesus Christ, he was born in that lineage. And we as Gentiles that are outside of the Jewish uh, um, faith or root, or root system, we were grafted in like a wild olive tree that was grafted in. So we talked a little bit about that. And then um, we talked a little bit also about every day you're given opportunities to plant seeds. You know, every choice you make is a seed mm -hmm. that you're planting. What is it going to bear? What does it, what's it going to look like? Sometimes the seeds, you won't even see them for a while. And then all of a sudden down the road, you say, oh my, this is happening because of these things, right? And so, so we talked a little bit about that. And, um, and then the other thing we talked about is partnering with other uh, organic leaders, other leaders that want to help you grow, want to help you understand who you are. And that's why you have pastors and and teachers and, and prophets and apostles and, and evangelists, you know, their, their role is to equip you for ministry, to equip you for the impact that you're going to make in mm -hmm. your home, at your workplace, your community, your neighborhood. Those are all things that God has done. And he raises up people to do that, to help you get there. And so, so he's designed all of humanity to have a place so that um, they could share the variety of fruit that they've grown. And so from there, you know, you start to then gather the harvest. So where does the harvest go? And that's where we wanted to talk about the farmer's market. I touched a little bit on it last week. I wanted to expound a little bit more on that because I really feel like that's, this is the beginning of a new future of a, of, of a movement of what God is going to do in the churches. You know, this whole COVID thing has really caused us to evaluate 
who we are as, as church leaders and where are we going as, as a church community. And it's allowed us a lot of opportunity to learn new creative ways of being able to minister. Uh, we've seen good things happen f- through this. Um, difficult things also. You know, it's been a little difficult for us to not be in fellowship like we'd hoped to be. Uh, so we're going to obviously keep some of those things. But at the same time, we've learned how to be more effective in being able to reach even further. The fact that we're doing this on camera is because of what's happened with COVID. I'll and tell now, you, it's walking by faith, not by is. sight. Every time I even hint at looking at this thing, I think, oh my gosh, we can't put that out. So. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to read a quote. Everybody loves farmer's markets. The food is fresh. The atmosphere is fun. The sense of community palpable. And I loved that because it's like, it is fresh. You know, you walk in there and you'll see rows and rows of different colored uh, vegetables and fruits and it's all lined up for you and you can smell the different uh, aromas of the different, if they're growing flowers or, or, or different uh, spices. And, uh, and it is lively. I mean, it's lively um, because there's interaction going on. There's a community that's there in a farmer's market, which you won't find if you go to, let's say, a supermarket because you grab your basket, you go down this row, you get what you need, you go to the next row and, you, and then you go and buy it, pay for it and you go home. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the supermarket, but there's just a different ambiance. It's a different sense. And um, we've been feeling like during this time that we've been able to see something that is unique and different of what's happening through the church and to the church. And so so there are advantages of having a supermarket. They have a mass display of goods, uh, lower prices, of course, because they buy in bulk. Um, they operate on a self-service basis. You walk in and no one has to tell you, go here, go do this, do that. But you just go and you get what you'd like and then you pay for it. The disadvantage is to, to build a, a building, to have a building, you, uh, it's going to take a lot of capital. You're going to need it in a certain location. Uh, it's going to take a lot to get there. And so those, that's some of the disadvantages of it. You um, and the ministry that God has for you, uh, you don't need this kind of capital. You know, you can be as organic as you want to be uh, because you are uniquely gifted by God. So that you can do the things that Because they bloom you. where they're planted. That's right. That's and right. if we never get to ever be large group, big church, mega church anymore, it'll just, you know, when persecution came and the church had to go underground, that's when the ch- church grew the, the quickest. Mm-hmm. And um, so small groups and neighborhoods, you gathering with people that you already do life with, and you being the church there and understanding that that's your mission field, mm-hmm. that is going to grow. That is going to grow the kingdom. It's going to grow the body of Christ. And just remember, like we're showing today that, you know, you're, you're like a farmer's market. You're raw. You're real. You're organic. They can come and see what God is doing in your life. That's right. And they want to be around people that bring out the goods that way. So that's right. You know, it's like the things that you share with people. It's like farm fresh. You know, yeah. it's something that you just Fresh learned manna. this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's organic. It's something that's from your core, from who you are. It's local. You know, maybe something that's happened around your neighborhood, something that's happened in your home. Um, it's seasonal, you know, because we go through seasons, mm-hmm. you know, as people, we go through seasons. And then also it's more flavorful, you know, uh, organic food is more flavorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's like, that's the spice, I think, of life that we, we get to experience mm-hmm. when we are in community. Mm-hmm. When we're together. And, and so um, so the thing about a farmer's market too is that um, you can have it anywhere. You can have it at outside, uh, at a corner. You can have it at a park. 
you could have it um, in a parking lot, uh, you name it. They could have it in your backyard, your front yard. I mean, they have it everywhere. And that's the beauty about that. That's the beauty about what you can do. You can have ministry wherever you are. Mm-hmm. It's not limited to a place where, hey, I, I need to go to this building so I can do my thing. No, you can do this anywhere you'd like. And so um, if you look at uh, the book of Acts, uh, one of my favorite scriptures, because it really shares the idea of what was happening at the beginning. And it's like every every believer was faithfully devoted to the teaching in the, of the apostles. And it says their hearts were mutually linked to one another. They were sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep mm-hmm. sense of holy awe swept over everyone. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body. And they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. That's attractive. You read this. And you, it sounds like people that were just celebrating life and they had mm. been excited about, you know, God had impacted their soul and they wanted to share. They wanted to hang out with their friends and they wanted to have meals. And hey, let's talk about Jesus. You know, let's talk about what he's doing in your life, what he's doing in my life. And there was this excitement and people in the community were watching them and saying, wow, this is awesome. So they, they were having, they had favor on these people because they knew that the favor of God was on them. And, and so it was enticing, it was attractive, you know. And I believe that that is the beauty of what God wants to do in the church, in the future church, you know, where it becomes more organic, where it becomes uh, more celebrated, where we're doing life, life on life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I believe that that's another part of what God has. And so, um, but the key uh, is what I read earlier. The key difference is community contribution. Mm-hmm. You see... Um, in a farmer's market, everyone is involved. When you come in to a farmer's market, you're interacting with people. You're talking to the grower that grew that vegetable or fruit. You are interacting. They're telling you how they grew it maybe, or they'll tell you what you can do, how you can prepare it. Um, if you would like to be a grower yourself, they'll tell you, here's how you do it. Here's the seeds. Here's what, And if you need some help, I can help you with this. That's the, that's the interaction that, that this farmer's market has. And so it reminds me of a scripture that says, uh, Corinthians. Everything reminds yes. me of a scripture, by the way. First Corinthians 14, 26 says, Beloved friends, what does all this imply? When you conduct your meetings, in other words, whenever you get together, you should always let everything be done to build up the church family. Whether you share a song of praise, a teaching, a divine revelation, or a tongue, an interpretation, let each one contribute what strengthens others. So, so that's the beauty of the small group. That's the beauty of an organic ministry mm-hmm. is that you are help. Everyone is, is a part of this. Yep. Everyone is sharing right. something, you know? Right. It's not like you go and you spectate, you participate. That's right. You don't sit in the pew or you don't sit. That's the hard part. Some people love to go to big churches because they kind of want to just hide out. They're not quite sure where they are. Mm-hmm. They're not sure what they believe and they, and they need a season of hiding out. And we're not going to say that that's, that's bad. That's, no, that's okay. where you're at. But we want to invite you that if you feel left out and you're thinking, how could they use me? It seems like I have to be learned or I have to be, I have to read my Bible a lot. You know, there's a verse, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the address, but where it says, they recognize the disciples weren't learned men. 
but that they had walked with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so you see internationally, there are millions, if not billions of people that are illiterate, but many of whom love the Lord. Mm -hmm. They don't even get to read their Bible, but they're still planting home churches and the churches are growing even in countries that um, the literacy level is low. So it's, you think, well, what would they, they're sharing the experience they have with the Lord. Mm -hmm. They're sharing what it meant to feel like the forgiven, their sins were forgiven, where That's the right. guilt and the shame were taken away, That's where right. they knew they were going to live forever. Even though their flesh would one day die, they were going to live forever and be in the presence of the Lord forever. These are really great. Uh, mm -hmm. This is why it's called the gospel. This is good news to pass around. It is. It really is. And you know, and you look at right after Acts 2, when everything started, um, you see Stephen and Philip, two regular guys, um, they were watching the apostles perform all these incredible miracles and things were happening, people getting healed mm -hmm. and all this cool stuff happening. And then they themselves thought, well, I have the same spirit that they do. I am just as anointed as they are. Their anointing is different from mine, but I'm anointed also. And so they started take a, to stay, take a step of faith and mm -hmm. they, they started to minister to people all of a sudden. Things started to happen through them. Signs and wonders were happening mm -hmm. through them. And it's like, well, wait a minute. These are regular people. Yes, all regular people that are filled with the Spirit of God have the potential to do great things for God. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Him working through you. And they were excited about this. And so even on later on, Peter, he writes in his epistle, he says that we are all of a royal priesthood. That, that's saying something pretty high. It's saying, you know, um, mm -hmm. God has raised you up to be a royal priesthood. The priests were like the top of the food chain as far as the spirituality of Israel. And, and Peter's saying, you are part of the royal priesthood, you know, because you're, you're under the king, mm -hmm. right? And so we have the opportunity to, to minister to this world in so many great ways. But the key is it's, it's about relationships. You know, that's what it is. That's the beauty about the farmer's market. It's relationships. That's really what makes everything different. Food, you can get a plum from here, you can get a plum from there. It's all food. But you're not going to have the relationship connection as you would in a farmer's market. And that's why I believe that it's important that we kind of we start to look at our future of a church or what the church is going to look like through those eyes. And so um, there were shared needs. Um, I read that. And that's what you do. And, you know, everyone helps each other. Um, it's local. That's a healthy know? church. That's why, you know, for CCDA, it's like, that's why, you know, I think of Breck and Gloria at Cockrell. Uh -huh. That's why they live where they serve. They live among their church family. That's right. I think it's really important that we understand that you invest in where you live. Mm -hmm. And if your church body, those people's needs become your needs. And I think that's what's a healthy church when somebody in need can call a church and say, and I, and the chapel is just fabulous at this. I have a dear friend that lives in Buffalo and she's just struggled her whole life. And she miscalculated her insurance benefits and she'd gotten all this physical therapy after getting her knee replaced. And, um, she just went to the church and said, can, can you guys help me? Like, and they were like, absolutely. They just took care of it. I mean, this this is the beauty of the church. It, mm -hmm. Whenever we give to someone or hilariously give, it just feels so good. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Like yeah. you said, you know, they you, they shared their needs. They did life together. They went from house to house. And, and you have different levels. You're different types of churches out there. You have the farmer's market. And then you have um, these small grocery stores. 
your neighborhood grocery stores. Um, you may have the supermarkets. And then you may have those big boxes, you know, out here it's Costco. Um, in other places it might be BJ's. Um, but you have these huge, huge places. Um, and, and so each one has its own unique uh, place, mm -hmm. you know, to distribute uh, the food and products or whatever. But there's nothing like a farmer's market. It's just a, a unique dynamic. And here's the thing that, uh, that as we look at what God is doing in your life, our lives, and we're all about the kingdom of God and reaching out to this world, then there's going to come a day where there's going to be like a final harvest. There's going to be a coming together. I want to read to you Revelation chapter 7. It says, After this I looked, and behold, right in front of me I saw a vast multitude of people, an enormous multitude so huge that no one could count, made up of victorious ones from every nation, tribe, people group, and language. Mm. They were all in glistening white robes, standing before the throne and before the Lamb mm. with palm branches in their hands. So you see, that is the harvest. We're talking about different people from different lands, different backgrounds, different experiences, and we're all going to be together mm -hmm. standing before the one that saved our soul, standing before the one that's changed our life. Amen. And so that's the excitement that yeah, we have that about reaching out. And that's why you know, we, we hope to be more impactful in mm -hmm. our society, in our communities, in our towns, in our homes. Uh, and so those are the things I think I, I, I get excited about when I see what is going to happen in the future. Because uh, there's so much potential that the church has yet to discover about mm -hmm. themselves. And so, and then it'll also, at the end, it'll fulfill the prayer that Jesus had for us. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, he prayed for his disciples. And then right after that, he said, I'm not just praying for these followers. I'm, pray I'm also praying for everyone else who will have faith because of what my followers will say about me. Mm -hmm. He's speaking of us. He says, this is what he wants from us. I want all of them to be one with each other. Just as I am one with you and you are one with me. Mm -hmm. he's speaking to his father I also want them to be one with us mm -hmm. then the people of this world will believe that you sent me Amen. if we start to come together as a, a vast number of people with different backgrounds and we start to intentionally work on being together and becoming one with all the varied mm -hmm. backgrounds different perspectives even, even opinions but we come together as one Mm -hmm. Under one person, our Lord and Savior, everything will change and the world would know mm -hmm. that he had been sent because he is the one that brings people together. Amen. He's the one that makes us one. Amen. 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 So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message tonight. We thank you that you have a purpose and a plan for us. Lord, call forth that destiny mm -hmm. in our life. Bring us around the right kind of people that make us become who you're calling us out to be. We thank you for this time together and bless our evening and you know the hurting hearts that you touch them in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. We love you guys. Love we'll you see guys. you next Take week. Bye-bye.